Welcome to episode 108 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, we're talking about time. Everyone wants more of it, right? Look, I can't give you more time, but I do want to help you to make better use of the time that you have. Use it to your advantage. I'm going to share with you some time management techniques that have helped me make better use of my time. Um, I'm going to share with you a personal story about spreading myself too thin and what I have done to remedy that and how I have created more time for my priorities. Let's go. Today on the podcast, I want to talk with you about one of the things that people say is a barrier to them being successful with their health and fitness goals, and that is lack of time. Now, of course, people say all the time, we all have the same 24 hours, right? And they're not wrong. We do all have 24 hours. Of course, we have to consider that everyone's resources, the demands on each individual's time, time these are these all vary. But it is true, we all have 24 hours in a day and how we use that time is going to determine what we're able to get done. I want to give you some ideas of time management techniques that have been useful to me um, today. I want to talk about two things. The first is a kind of a bigger picture idea about our priorities. We are never going to find time, okay? We don't find time for our priorities. We create time. How on earth do we create time? Well, it has to do with the word I just said, which is our priorities. We figure out what our priorities are, and then we, ta-da, we prioritize them. How do we do that? It necessitates us deprioritizing other things. And that's where it's like, ugh like knife in the heart for a lot of people. That's the really hard part. Though they say A, B, and C are their priorities, they're still doing way too much E, F, and G. And E, F, and G are up all the time for A, B, and C. I can tell you a story from my own life very recently. Um, this is fresh in my brain. I have been building up my online one-on-one coaching business for years now. You know, I started out fully in person as a coach eventually transitioned over time to having some each, some in person, some online. And then over time, I switched to all online coaching. I've been doing that for several years. Last this past spring, I launched a course, the menopause weight loss course. It was incredibly successful. I was thrilled with its success. It's what I wanted. After that group, I created a monthly membership from the ladies in that group. So now I have a monthly membership that I'm coaching a bunch of women through, and I'm getting ready to relaunch the menopause weight loss course for the second time. Launching is not a quick process. There's a lot that goes into it. It's, it should be It should take up a lot of effort if I was devoting that effort to it. And that's what I wanted to do. Okay, so now I've got trying to get ready for this launch. I've got my group membership. I've got my one-on-one coaching clients that in theory I had been um, letting dwindle, like not replacing as fast as I was, as I had been, because I was trying not to grow one-on-one, but I just, I was, I was letting one-on-one grow. And it was largely a factor of, I had a very long waiting list because I had been sick for so long. And I felt very bad that these people had been on this list for so long. So even though I wasn't losing clients at the same rate, I was still bringing clients on. 
which led to a moment in time a few weeks ago where I've got all these balls in the air, right? So I've got my family, I've got my own health and fitness, I've got just life stuff, I've got the course getting ready to relaunch, I've got the membership group, I've got my clients. And one Friday afternoon, a couple of Fridays ago, I had gone on this hike to prepare myself for my, my big Grand Canyon adventure that's coming up in September. And it was longer than it was supposed to be. But that shouldn't like bust your day, right? So it was, it was, it was a couple hours longer than it was supposed to be. I came home. And I was, I had to get something done for the ladies in my group coaching. There was something that I had promised them. It was supposed to be done that day. And it was also happened to be the night of a good friend's retirement party. She's an old client. She is the mom of my new assistant. She's been a family friend for years. I really wanted to go and celebrate her retirement with her. And, um, as I came home and I was hot and sweaty and I'm sitting at my desk and I'm furiously linking things. That's all I had to do left. It was, just, it was just a little bit of clerical stuff, but it had to get done. It dawned on me that I was not going to this party. I wasn't going. <laughs> I was like, I've got, I've got a good two, maybe two and a half hours still of just double checking things, making sure everything is perfect before I, you know, send it off. And I sat there and I was like, I just, it's not going to happen. I'm not doing this. And I thought it through. And in that moment, what I realized is I had no business putting something that was such a priority to me, right? So really doing wonders with this um, Aging Stronger Society, my group membership, this was important to me. Why am I leaving it for three o'clock on a Friday afternoon, which then gets pushed back to, you know, 5.30 or 6. Why was it then? And it was then because I'd spent all week with, you know, working with my one-on-one clients. And that was, a that had to happen too. And what I realized in that moment is there were just too many had to happen. It all had to happen. I had to service my one-on-one clients and I wanted to, I had to, to service my group members and I wanted to, I had to put time into my course for it to be successful. And I wanted to, I also had to go on this hike because <laughs> I need to be prepped for, for the Grand Canyon. And I wanted to. And in that moment, what I realized is I was about to face a whole lot more of these moments. Where was this time going to come from? The time to do everything that I wanted to do was going to come as it had in the past when I made a similar transition from um, in-person to online. It was going to come from my sleep. It was going to come from my time with my family. It was going to come from these social events. It was going to come, it was going to come at the expense of my health and my mental well-being <laughs> and my sanity. And I was going to be working around the clock. And it became very crystal clear to me in that moment. It doesn't always work like this. Sometimes it takes a lot more digging to, to realize this. And it became crystal clear to me in that moment that something had to go. Something was going to go um, because it wasn't going to be my sleep and my sanity this time. <laughs> and so I made the hard decision, but very clear decision that it was time to let go of one-on-one. It was time. And th- that's the, that's a huge part of my business. And so that was a scary decision to make. Um, considering that where I wanted to take my business was I really want to focus on my course and I want to um, focus on my aging stronger society. I just thought that that would take, I thought that that would be, you know, in a three quarters of a year or a year before I would phase this out. It became clear to me, nope, the time is now. And so I did it and I pulled the trigger and am phasing out one-on-one online coaching. All right. My point in sharing this story with you is that I recognized my priorities and to prioritize my priorities, I had to deprioritize something because, you know, Time has limits. And so that is what I did. 
Now, if for you, you're like, I don't even know where to start. Like, how do I know what, what am I even prioritizing? I don't even have a handle on my time. This is where I would suggest using um, a tactic called time auditing. This is something I teach in my menopause weight loss group. And this helps you to get a really clear picture of what does your day actually consist of? What does your week consist of? How are you actually using the time at your disposal? Because a lot of times we're not realizing what we're actually doing. And so the way you do a time audit or a way, there's multiple ways to do it. The way, a way you can do a time audit is to, for seven days, get some kind of calendar, spreadsheet, sheet of paper, however you prefer to work. And every one hour at minimum, you could do it every 30 minutes. I think every 30 minutes gives more precise accounting, but every hour is even is, is even good. Write down how you used that time. I want you to be specific. Don't write work, okay? Don't just write work. What did you do for work? All right, in this 30 minutes, I answered emails. I um, returned phone calls. I Whatever it is you do, whatever it is you did specifically, write those things down. I was cooking dinner. I was sleeping. Whatever it is you're doing, right? I was messing around on TikTok. Write it down. At the end of those seven days, spend time with the that bunch of information. Group things together. You know, highlight things. You could highlight in pink all the time you're sleeping and in green all the time you're answering emails. See what you're actually doing with your time. And that is going to, one, it's going to make clear to you, are the things that you say are priorities actually how you are prioritizing your time? And what you might see is a very big discrepancy between I prioritize this, but I'm actually spending my time over here on that. That is going to create a lot of dissonance um, in your life. You're not going to feel good about things. I've had this constant feeling in the recent weeks that I was always working and never getting anything done. That is not a good feeling. And, and the reality of that was I just wasn't getting done some of the, my top priorities because I was working, I was spreading myself too thin. So that is one thing I suggest you do is audit your time and see how are you spending your time? Evaluate it. Start prioritizing your priorities. And if your health and fitness are priorities for you, it's going to involve you deprioritizing other things. And you get to be, you get to be the author of that story. You get to decide what other things get deprioritized and what you deprioritize to make time for your health and fitness might not be the same thing that your friend would deprioritize. It's all up to you. And what you deprioritize now might not be the same thing you would deprioritize two years from now. This is an ever-changing thing. And so I would suggest that um, you add time auditing into your practices um, frequently. It doesn't have to be that frequently, but regularly, I should say. All right. And then the next thing I want to talk to you about is another time management uh, process that I use. Um, and this is more on a day-to-day -day basis. It's not something I use every day, but it's something I use frequently. I actually used it almost every day when I was creating the menopause weight loss course, when I was actually doing the writing and creation and design of that course. I used this almost every day last winter. This is something called the Pomodoro method. Pomodoro method was created in the 80s. This was uh, created by an Italian name, name, man named Francesco Cirillo. Pomodoro, if you don't know, is the Italian word for tomato. So it's called the tomato method. And it will, it will become clearer to you in a bit why on earth it's called the tomato method. But I want to explain to you how you use the Pomodoro method first. So what you do is you 
pick a task, a single task. And again, it's not like I'm going to work. Okay. It's going to be for me, it was, I am going to write on my course or I'm going to work on graphics for my course. Those are the kind of things I would do. And that is what I'm going to work on graphics for my course. Okay. That's my, that's my one act I'm going to do my one task. Then you set a timer for 15 minutes and you only work on that one thing that you have picked. That one task is all you work on for 15 minutes. You don't get sidetracked. And what I would do is if, as I was doing that, something would come to my mind that I wanted to do, I would write it down on a little sticky note. Okay. I always keep sticky notes around and I would write it down just so I wouldn't, I wouldn't forget it, but I wouldn't actually start doing it. And I wouldn't even open my phone to put it on an electronic note there because that's going down a big rabbit hole. Maybe I'll see some kind of notification, right? So I would just write it on a sticky note if something else came to my mind that I had to add to it to do this. You focus only on that one task until the timer dings. When the timer dings, you reset your timer for five minutes and you take a break. Preferably, this break would involve you removing yourself from your work area. Um, I use this time as a way to sneak in some more neat. Get up and walk, move your body. So I would go outside. I would, you know, go in, um, you know, talk to my kid. Now I would go. I didn't have a dog at the time. And now I would, you know, go and pet my dog and play with my dog. You can get a drink of water. You can, you know, whatever it is you want to do. But it's five minutes, and you set the timer and you honor that timer. And then you go back and you do the exact same thing again. You pick a second task. And sometimes my task would be the exact same. Like I'm going to keep working on graphics for my course, whatever it is. I'm going to keep writing, you know, module four of the course. And you keep working on that task or you pick your new task. You do it 15 minutes. Again, five minute break, honoring your timer at each time. Don't just keep blowing through your timer. Okay. Take your breaks. When you have done that four times each. Okay. So you've done four tasks and you're ready for your fourth break. Then you're going to take a longer break. So 15 to 20 minutes. That is the Pomodoro method. It is a way I got so much more done because your focus is intense in those minutes. It is not scattered. You're not doing a little graphic, answering an email, you know, writing some content, answering a DM. You know, I'm using examples from my life. You might not do those types of things specifically. It was very focused time. Now, the reason he called it the Pomodoro method is his timer was one of those kitchen timers that looked like a tomato. Do you know what I'm talking about? It looks like a tomato and you twist it this way and that's where the time is. And that's where the, the name comes from, the tomato method, the Pomodoro method. You can use any kind of timer you want. You can use the timer on your phone. You can get a little kitchen timer and sit it next to you. It is a really great way to increase your focus and use your time better so that you are creating more time. Because remember what I said back at the beginning, you are never going to find time for your fitness and exercise goals or anything goals. You're not going to find time for anything. You're going to create that time. I hope that this has helped you. Would love to talk to you more about this. If you have any um, other topics that you want to talk about, anything that uh, struggles you have in this area, hit me up and let me know and we can work on tackling those. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it educational, motivational, inspirational, all kinds of ational. If you did enjoy this episode, if you found value in it, I would love it. It would mean the world to me if you left a rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast. It really does help it get in front of more people. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel and give it a like. Again, this stuff really does matter. It helps for my stuff to get in front of more people and help more people. Thanks so much for being here. I will see you next time.